Act One of Marion de Lorme by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stage Directions Read by Michelle Eaton. Characters in the Play Marion de Lorme. Read by Christine G. Didier. Read by K. Hand. Louis the Thirteenth. Read by Ted Delorme. Marquis de Savigny. Read by Beth Thomas. Marquis de Nangy. Read by Todd. Langely. Read by John Burlinson. Monsieur de Laffemas. Read by David Prickett. Duke de Bellegarde. Read by Antibac. Marquis de Brichanteau. Read by Joseph Tabler. Count de Gas. Read by Peter Tucker. Viscount de Bouchavenet. Jennifer Fournier. Chevalier de Roche Baron. Read by Todd. Count de Villac. Read by Alan Mapstone. Chevalier de Montpessat. Read by Owen Cook. Duke de Beaupro. Read by Alan Mapstone. Viscount de Rohan. Read by Philip Gould. Abbe de Gondi. Read by Marianne. Count de Charnais. Read by David Purdy. Scaramouche. Read by Leanne Yao. Gracieux. Read by Jennifer Fournier. Taibra. Read by Antivahagainu. Councillor of the Great Chamber. Read by Jennifer Fournier. Town Crier. Read by Leanne Yao. A Jailer. Read by Lydia. The Executioner. Read by Owen Cook. Captain. Read by Lian Yao. A Registrar. Read by Lian Yao. First Workman. Read by Melanie T. Second Workman. Read by Todd. Third Workman. Read by Antibahakin. A Lackey. Read by Lydia. Dame Rose. Read by Melanie T. Provincial Comedians. Guards. Populace nobles pages sixteen thirty eight guard read by marianne guard two read by todd guard three read by david purdy a voice read by jesse you captain of the district read by david purdy halberdier by jennifer fournier musketeer read by Lian yao an usher read by anna simon marion de lorme act one the meeting scene blois a bedchamber a window opening on a balcony at the back to the right a table with a lamp and an armchair to the left a door covered by a portiere of tapestry in the background a bed scene one marion de lorme in a very elegant wrapper sitting beside the table embroidering marquis de savigny very young man blonde without moustache dressed in the latest fashion of sixteen thirty eight savigny approaching marion and trying to embrace her let us be reconciled my sweet marie marion pushing him away not such close reconciliation please savigny insisting just one kiss marion angrily 
marquis what a rage your mouth had sweeter manners not so long ago ah you forget no i remember dear marion says aside the bore the tiresome creature speak fair one what does this swift unkind departure mean while all are seeking you at place royale why do you hide yourself at blois traitress what have you done here all these two long months i do what pleases me and what i wish is right i'm free my lord free yes but those whose hearts you've stolen are they also free i gondi who omitted half his mass the other day because he had a duel upon his hands for you nesmond d'arquien the two corsades pressigny whom your flight has left so wretched so morose even their wives wish you were back in paris that they might have gayer husbands marion smiling Bovillian, still in love Sarest. adores you yet and Pons. oh as for him he hates you proof he is the only one who loves me well the president <laughs> the old man what's his name <laughs> leloup he's waiting for you and meanwhile he keeps your portrait and sings odes to it he's loved me two years now in effigy he'd much prefer to burn you tell me how you keep away from such dear friends marion serious and lowering her eyes that's just the reason marquis to be frank with you those brilliant follies which seduced my youth have given me much more misery than joy in a retreat a convent cell perhaps i want to try to expiate my life i'll wager there's a love-tale behind that you dare to think that never a nun's veil surmounted eyes so full of earthly fire it could not be you love some poor provincial for shame to end a fine romance with such a page it isn't true let's make a wager dame rose what time is it dame rose outside almost midnight marion says aside midnight that is a most ingenious way of saying time to go i live retired receiving no one and unknown to all besides tis dangerous to be out late the street is lonely full of robbers well they can rob me and oftentimes they kill good they can kill me but you are divine but i'll not stir one foot before i know who this gay shepherd is who's routed us there's no one i will be discreet we courtiers whom people think so mad so curious and spiteful are maligned we gossip but we never talk you're silent Savigny sits down then i'll stay what does it matter well it's true i love i'm waiting for him that's the way to talk that's right where is it you expect him here when now she goes to the balcony and listens hark that is he perhaps coming back tis not now are you satisfied not quite please go i want to know his name this proud gallant for whose reception i am thus dismissed didier is all the name i know for him marie is all the name he knows for me <laughs> is that true yes true this is a pastoral and no mistake tis rakan pure to enter i have no doubt he scales the wall perhaps please go aside he wearies me to death savigny becoming serious 
Of course he's noble. I don't know. What? To Marion, who is gently pushing him toward the door. I'm going. Coming back. Just one word more. I had forgotten. Look. He draws a book out of his pocket and gives it to Marion. An author who is not a fool did this. It's making a great stir. Marion reading the title. Love's Garland. Ah! To Marion Delors. They talk of nothing but this in Paris. That book and the Cid are the successful efforts of the day. Marion taking the book. It's very civil of you. Now good night. What is the use of fame, a lacquer day, to come to Blois and love a rustic? Bah! Marion calling to Dame Rose. Take care of the Marquis, and show him out. Savigny saluting her. Ah, Marion, you've degenerated. He goes out. Scene two. Marion, afterward, Didier. Marion alone shuts the door by which Savigny went out. Go! Go quickly! Oh, I feared lest Didier. Midnight strikes. Hark! It's striking midnight. Didier should be here. She goes to the balcony and looks into the street. No one. She comes back and sits down impatiently. Late. To be late. So soon. A young man appears behind the balustrade of the balcony, jumps over it lightly, enters, places his cloak and sword on the armchair. Costume of the day. All black boots. He takes one step forward, pauses, and contemplates Marion, sitting with her eyes cast down. At last! Reproachfully. To let me count the hour alone. Didier, seriously. I feared to enter. Marion, hurt. Ah! Didier, without noticing it. Down there, outside the wall, I was o'ercome with pity. Pity? Yes, for you. I, poor, accursed, unfortunate, stood there a long time thinking ere I came. Up there an angel waits, I thought, in virgin grace, untouched by sin, a being chaste and fair, to whose sweet face, shining on life's pathway, each passer-by should bend his knees and pray. I, who am but a vagrant amongst the crowd, why should I seek to stir that placid stream? Why should I pluck that lily? With the breath of human passion, why should I consent to cloud the azure of that radiant soul? Since in her loyalty she trusts to me, since virtue shields her with its sanctity, have I a right to take her gift of love, to bring my storms into her perfect day? Marion aside. This is theology, it seems to me. I wonder if he is a Huguenot. But when your tender voice fell on my ear, I wrestled with my doubts no more. I came. Oh, then you heard me speaking. That is strange. Yes, with another person. Marion, quickly. With Dame Rose? She talks just like a man, don't you think so? Such a strong voice. Ah, well, since you are here, I am no longer angry. Come, sit down. Indicating a place at her side. Sit here. No, at your feet. He sits on a stool at Marion's feet and looks at her for some moments in complete silence. Hear me, Marie. I have no name but Didier, never knew my father nor my mother. I was left a baby on the threshold of a church. A woman old, belonging to the people, preserved me, was my mother and my nurse. 
she brought me up a christian then she died and left me all she had nine hundred francs a year on which i live to be alone at twenty is a sad and bitter thing i travelled saw mankind i learned to hate a few and to despise the rest for on this tarnished mirror we call human life i saw nothing but pride and misery and pain so that although i'm young i'm old and am as weary of the world as are the men who leave it never touched a thing that did not tear and lacerate my soul although the world was bad i found men worse thus i have lived alone and poor and sad until you came and you have set things right i hardly know you at the corner of a paris street you first appeared to me then afterward i met you and i thought your eyes were sweet your speech was beautiful i was afraid of loving you and fled but destiny is strange i found you here i find you everywhere as if you were my guardian angel so at last my love grew powerful restless and i felt i must talk with you you were willing now they're at your service both my heart and life i will do anything that you wish done if there is any man or anything that troubles you or you have any whim and somebody must die to satisfy it must die and make no sign and feel twas worth death any time to see you smile if you need such a man speak lady i am here marion smiling you've a strange nature but i love you so you love me ah take care one dare not say such words in any careless way love me oh do you know what loving means what tis to feel love take possession of our blood become our daily breath to feel this thing which has long smouldered burst to flame and rise a great majestic purifying fire to feel it burn up clean within our hearts the refuse other passions have left there this love hopeless indeed but limitless which outlives all things even happiness is this the kind of love you mean marion touched indeed you do not know it but i love you so from that first time i saw you my dark life was shot with sunlight streaming from your eyes since then all's different to me you seem some wonderful creation not of earth my life in whose dark gloom i groaned so long grows almost beautiful when you are by for till you came i'd wandered suffered wept i'd struggled fallen but i had not loved poor didier speak marie well then i do i love with just this love love you as much and maybe more than you love me it was not destiny that brought me here twas i who came who followed you and i am yours didier falling on his knees oh do not cheat me give me truth marie if to my ardent love your love responds the world holds no possession rich as mine my whole life kneeling at your feet will be one sigh of speechless blinding ecstasy but do not cheat me do you want a proof of love my didier yes then speak you are quite free marion embarrassed free yes then take me for a brother for a protector be my wife marion aside his wife ah why am i not worthy you consent i can don't say it please i understand an orphan without fortune what a fool give me back my pain my gloom my solitude farewell he starts to go marion holds him back didier what are you saying 
she bursts into tears true but why this hesitation going back to her can't you feel the ecstasy of being each to each a world a country heaven in some deserted spot to hide a happiness kings could not buy it would be heaven will you have it come aside a cursed woman aloud no it cannot be she tears herself from out his arms and falls on to the armchair didier freezingly the offer was not generous i know you've answered me i'll speak of it no more good-bye marion aside alack the day i pleased him aloud stay i'll tell you you have hurt me to the soul i will explain didier coldly what were you reading madame when i came takes the book from the table and reads to marion de lorme love's garland yes the beauty of the day throwing the book violently to the floor vile creature a dishonour to her sex marion trembling but she what are you doing with such books how came they here marion inaudibly and looking down they came by chance do you you who have eyes so pure a brow so chaste do you know what she is this woman well she's beautiful in body and deformed in soul a fearney selling everywhere to every man her love which is an insult an infamy marion her head in her hands my god a noise of footsteps a clashing of swords outside and cries help murder help didier surprised what noise is that out there upon the square cries continue help murder help didier looking from the balcony they're killing someone ha he takes his sword and steps over the balustrade marion rises runs to him and tries to hold him back by his cloak don't didier if you love me they'll kill you don't go didier jumping down into the street he is the one they're going to kill poor man outside to combatants stand off hold firmly sir and push clashing of swords there wretch noise of swords voices and footsteps marion on the balcony terrified just heaven there are six against two this man he is the devil the clashing of swords subsides little by little then entirely ceases the sound of footsteps becomes indistinct didier reappears scaling the balcony didier outside the balcony and turned toward the street you are safe now go your way savigny from outside not till i've grasped your hand not till i've thanked you if you please pass on i will consider myself thanked not so i mean to thank you scaling balcony can't you speak from there and say i thank you without coming up scene three marion didier savigny savigny jumping into the room sword in hand upon my soul tis a strange chivalry to save my life and push me from the door the door that is to say the window no they shall not say one of my family was bravely rescued by a nobleman and did not in return say marquis pray what is your name didier didier of what didier of nothing people kill you and i help you that is all now go indeed that's your way is it 
why not have let those traitors kill me twould have pleased me more for without you i'd be a dead man now six thieves against me dead of course what else six daggers against one thin sword perceiving marion who has been trying to avoid him oh ho you're not alone at last i understand i'm robbing you of pleasure pardon me aside i'd like to see the lady approaches marion who is trembling he recognizes her it is you indicating didier then he's the one marion low hush you will ruin all savigny bowing madame marion low i love for the first time didier aside sdeath that man is looking at her with bold eyes he overturns the lamp with a blow you put that lamp out sir it would be wise for us to leave together and at once so be it then i follow you to marion whom he salutes profoundly madame farewell didier aside what a rare coxcomb aloud to savigny come sir come you're brusque but i'm in debt to you for life if you should ever need fraternal friendship count upon me marquis de saverny paris hotel de nesle enough sir come aside to see her thus examined by a fool they go out by the balcony the voice of didier is heard outside your road lies that way mine lies here scene four marion dame rose marion remains absorbed a moment then calls dame rose dame rose appears marion points to the window go shut it dame rose having shut the window turns and sees marion wiping away a tear dame rose aside she is weeping aloud it is time to sleep madame yes time for you you people undoing her hair come help me to undress dame rose helping her to undress the gentleman to-night was pleasant is he rich not rich but gallant no nor gallant turning to dame rose he did not so much as kiss my hand what use is he marion pensive i love him end of act one